0: Hello there and welcome to the show. Uh, Before we get into the show proper, here's just a couple of pieces of housekeeping that will help you enjoy the show more, hopefully. First thing I need to let you know is that uh, the show is distributed by a company called ACAST. Now, ACAST have their own apps for uh, both Android and uh, Apple mobile phones. You can get those from the App Store. If you listen to the podcast via the ACAST app, you'll also get all of the links out and any photos that we've embedded because we can put rich media into the ACAST distribution of the show. Of course um, you can also get the show via iTunes and it would be really great if you like the show if you subscribe to one of those two feeds whichever one suits you the best. In the show um, you will find that there are um, a few adverts. Um, The adverts are there solely so that we can give this to you for free Um, so by paying with a little bit of time and your attention um, to the adverts that allows us to make this show without having to ever charge for it without ever having to ask you for anything other than your time and with that said now that uh, you understand how all of this works let's get into the first show it's the new voices of science fiction let's start the show with clive and jewels here we go with cyberpunk and steampunk robots and more it's the graphic novels books and movies that you're looking for it's the new voices of science fiction thank you for tuning in Okay, so here we are. First uh, episode of NVSF, New Voices of Science Fiction. And this is a podcast about um, science fiction and new stuff. Uh, But it's not. Uh, But it is. But it's not. But it is. But it's not. Um, What it is, is it's myself and my brother, Jules. Say hello to the people, Jules. Hello. Oh, lovely. Very nice. Um, And we have always pretty much shared stuff that we've found either online or in weird comic shops or on the TV. You know, if we find something cool, we find each other up and we talk about it and we get really enthusiastic about it. And we want to do the same thing um, for you guys as well. So that's kind of, I think that's a, that's a reasonable sort of introduction to what the show is about. Maybe yeah. not. I mean,
1: basically we've, uh, I'm for, in my mid-40s, my brother's in his mid-50s. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah,
0: you had to bring okay. that in. Yeah, of course, yeah, let's start early. Yeah.
1: And um, we've had weekly conversations, and in those weekly conversations, we play cool stuff top trumps, basically. It is hip- so, hipster
0: top trumps for, for, yeah, uh, for middle-aged slackers.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we find, we find, we'll find something, and it will be like, oh, have you seen this?
0: Uh, yeah, I found this. Really? You
1: haven't? I can't believe you haven't seen that. <laughs> and, it's, so, and we kind of do that for about an hour, an hour and a half a week. And we thought, why don't we just record some of that and it can be a
0: podcast. Oh, yeah, I there, is, there is more to this, though, because um, we're also both sort of in the industry. Um, I'm an unknown screenwriter, filmmaker. Um, do some better video installation You know uh, Worked in the radio industry I've done loads of kind of stuff I make stuff I write stuff and I make stuff Kind of media hobo sort of character And I've been involved in independent film And stuff like that So I kind of love all of that side of it And Jules you are uh... I'm a Aging roadie yeah, <laughs> If
1: you've ever seen Saxondale I'm... No, no I'm not Saxondale um, yeah, I'm a stage manager, production manager, event manager. I'm uh, working festival, live festival, music, corporate. I'm um, also a music producer. Um, yeah, so but we've done yeah, loads of stuff though. Over both years. media hobos, basically.
0: Yeah, we are like middle-aged slacker media hobos who quite like science fiction.
1: Yeah, and other definitely.
0: stuff. You can just about scrape a living
1: out of what they do to be able to do new Just about, things.
0: and uh, yeah, yeah, okay. And so, like so a lot of the time we've worked freelance, and, and uh, at the moment you're kind of doing the freelance thing. At the moment I'm having another one of my mm-hmm. painful working for an actual employer things, which never goes well. Never goes well. <laughs> Let's not talk about that because I'd qu- quite like to still get a paycheck from the organisation that I work from for another couple of weeks at least. The other thing is is like one of the conversations we had about doing this was about whether we should actually do it because whether we were geeky enough to do this. So I want to have that conversation to kick off because I because we are both geeks, sci-fi geeks in particular, but we of we sorts, are particular yeah. flavors of sci-fi geek and mm-hmm. um and I and I I uh, came up with a description of what what kind of geek you think you are, which I am going to repeat again. <laughs> for the listeners, Um, and that is you are the kind of sci-fi geek who owns either trucker caps or T-shirts with logos of companies or products from sci-fi films merely for the pleasure of the obscurity of that you know it and that other people won't know what it is. That is the flavour of geek you are.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, I'm not gonna go
0: argue with that. Yeah, I am. So you're the kind of person that you'd run. If I ran into you, you you could be wearing what's the name of the company from Rollerball? Oh, oh was it? Oh, it's Texas Heat or something like that. You see, we're not good on the details.
1: Yeah, that's why we're bad geeks. That's why we're bad geeks because like, we will we, we, not We know we don't know stuff.
0: That's that's the other thing is <laughs> we are not the kind of geeks who have memorized every episode of Doctor Who or who no. know uh, oh, can we I can't speak Klingon. Can you speak Klingon? No. So if we're going to the kind of geek I am and this perfectly sums up who I am, I am the kind of geek who made a 16-second science fiction film in French about a towel.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah
0: wanky wanky yeah (laughs) wanky french art house arty wanky wanky, yeah like yeah yeah I mean the only thing I didn't do is put it into a gallery as an installation because that would have been the next step
1: yeah because only because nobody asked you to
0: that is that is true (laughs)
1: <laughs> honestly if you somebody phoned me you up thought, and said oh, will you that will, it's like will, you didn't have an opportunity
0: to do that yeah yeah no that wasn't that is fair okay right so, uh, so the, the show is about like interesting sci-fi stuff some of it will be, be obscure stuff some of it will be a little bit mainstream um, we will talk about stuff that you've heard of but we're hoping that we introduce you to some stuff that maybe you haven't because that's the, the joy that we get out of this um, so should we do some stuff then
1: yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like, by the end of it, every couple of weeks, there's, you've probably got three or four things you haven't heard of, and you can go away and check those out.
0: Yeah, exactly. And actually, uh, if you're listening to this podcast on Acast, we, who are our distributor, we love Acast, we love you, Acast. Um, Acast have got an app that you can put on your phone, and actually, as you're uh, listening to the podcast, all of the stuff that we're talking will come up with, like, links and rich text and all of that kind of thing. Um, if you're not, if you're doing the iTunes thing, then we've got a Facebook page and all of the stuff will be on Facebook. And there's some other social media stuff where you can interact with us. But we'll do that at the end of this year because I don't want to do that right now. So I was thinking we should start off by talking about H+. plus. Mm. Yeah? Yes. Um, yeah. Do you want me to start off by talking about that?
1: Yeah, were well you introduced me to yeah, H so let's have that as um, a good way to start. Yeah, with.
0: let's have a rule that whoever kind of introduced it to the other person introduces it. So yeah, H H is was uh, made by Brian Singer. Okay, well he's not a new voice to science fiction. He does loads of science fiction stuff, like but he's better known for Usual Suspects and uh, the X Men things and House MD. So like he's done some very kind of cool stuff. But um, H Um, People genuinely, genuinely, most people haven't heard of. And it's a web series that he developed that was only ever released on YouTube. It's not been shown on the TV. It's not been put on Netflix or Amazon. It has literally, it literally exists on YouTube only. And it's in five minute episodes. And it is the basic idea behind it is that, um, in the not too distant future, I mean, we could be talking like next year or the next year. Instead of having a smartphone, you have a chip stuck in the back of your head, and mm-hmm. that projects the content that you would get on your smartphone, like videos or video calls or all of this kind of other thing, or searching the web or listening to NVSS uh, podcasts. So kind of like
1: Google Google Glass, like Google in your Glass, head,
0: but right? in your head instead in of going head. around looking like a glass hole. <laughs> <laughs> I stole that from beaters. I'm so sad that I just stole that line from a thing that I was just watching before we started recording this show. But anyway, um so you've got that and so you can scroll through all of your stuff and it's all in your head and the series really starts when um somebody releases a virus into the Wi-Fi and literally kills almost everybody. And that's where the series yeah. starts. Yeah. Okay, so what did you think about it? I mean, so take you, give, you, give me your perspective because I love it. I absolutely I, love it. I like
1: it. I like it. It's um it's TV quality on on the internet, which is really unusual. So the the first thing that strikes you when you start watching it is like the production value of the actual series is amazing and you're like, "Ooh, this is really good." Yeah. Um but then uh, it's in 5-minute episodes. So I'll talk about the things I like about it first. So it's a really good storyline, it's really in depth. Um there's a lot going on uh, it's great quality sci-fi.
0: Uh it it is. I mean if you saw this on the TV you wouldn't think oh this would you know this is like you know shoddy or done on the cheap. It's proper proper television but on Just YouTube. Considering most
1: sci-fi like kind of web series is like
0: ninety percent egg boxes. I like that though. Yeah, but this is yeah, yeah. That. No, but this isn't that. <laughs> this isn't. That. I like. Yeah, I know. But I can't. I felt I like I can't, too, I like, I can't as an like, as an independent filmmaker. I feel like I have to kind of go in. Yeah, but I like that. That's good stuff. Yeah, but you no, know, I know what you mean. It, it is. It it's got the it, it's well. It's got the acting talent and the budget and the production values of like proper television. It's like really well written. But there is a but, isn't there, from you? and Not from so much from me, but from you.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's and a massive but, but, but from me. But... Uh, the thing I didn't... Uh, the, it kind of annoyed me and niggled at me, really, because it's five to seven-minute episodes. And there's... Was it 50, 60, 70-odd episodes? There's
0: a lot of episodes. I can't a remember exactly episodes. how many. And we could Google it and find out.
1: And... Every single episode has to have a cliffhanger... So every five minutes, you're being slapped with a
0: cliffhanger. Yeah, when I, when Brian Singer was like in the one interview where he appears to talk about it, where it's like wedged between something and else, like when he's promoting Jack the Giant Slayer or some other piece of Hollywood pap that he's like knocking out at that particular point, um, he, he does actually say, "Oh, our game plan was to have a cliffhanger in every episode." Which, like, if you got a cliffhanger in a TV program every five minutes that's a little bit kind of full on.
1: It, gr- it grates a bit. Yeah. It's a bit like, you know, there's, there's no kind of flow or natural feel to it. Where you have something that is like an hour long, they'd have like nice lulls and peaks. And, you know, I find that a lot more involving the the story arc. You, I- and they, And this is very kind of, you know, pew, 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 pew. There you go. I think there's a the the thing about
0: them. this, though. This was made before sort of Netflix and Amazon Prime were really uh-huh. a thing. Right. And I think what they've done is they've gone, oh, we need five minute uh, long episodes for a whole kind of reasons, which we could kind of talk about in a minute. About like, you know, because obviously every time somebody plays an episode, they, the way that they make their money back is through advertising so yeah. the the more episodes there are, the more times you have to kind of break stuff up in order the more advertising hits they get so you can see the financial sort of sense in it um but i also I think that like maybe because people weren't kind of binging box sets uh online in the way that we kind of like take for granted now. But I don't oh, think they yeah. thought through what impact that would have on the show itself. It sounds like we're being really negative, because we really love the show, though, don't we? Yeah,
1: we really like it. Yeah, anyway. I mean, I don't... And, and there's another thing to it, is I watched it in chrono- chronological order. That's easy for me to say.
0: Yeah, yeah, well done.
1: Um... <laughs> <laughs> but, so, yeah, I watched it in chronological order. Um, but if you go to the website for H+, they've got a world map. Yeah. And... A big thing about the story is they pick up the story from all over the world. Yeah, because there's a a a storyline set
0: in Italy as well, isn't there? There's a storyline set in Italy, there's one in America, and there's one Mm. somewhere else as well. Uh, Anyway. Yeah, yeah, somewhere else.
1: There's storylines all over the world. Yeah. So the other way of watching it is you can go onto the world map and there's dots where the episodes are. Mm -hmm. So you could watch the whole of the Italian side of the story, or you can watch the whole of the American side in the underground part of the story or you could watch, you know, whichever you don't have to watch it in order. Apparently you can and watch it out of order, which I haven't done, which I might go back and have another bash at. Cause it's been 12 months since I've seen it. So yeah, cause I'm, it might be another good way to revise cause it. Cause I did it the
0: same way as you. I, I mean, I found yeah. it on YouTube and I kind of pointed to you to YouTube cause I didn't know about the the website. I've only kind of discovered the sort of website since we started doing the prep for this show. And, um, and I did the same thing. I binged through the episodes in chronological order. And um, it's I can't quite get my head around what it would be like to watch it out of sequence. Now, as like an arty filmmaker, like, oh, non-linear kind of, you know, sort of filmmaking is one of the things that I'm actually quite into. Like there's a whole load of kind of interesting web stuff out there. It mm-hmm. never kind of quite works for me. But I don't know, it'd be interesting. I can,
1: I can see this working, though, because yeah. when I watched it, the other thing that struck me was the story jumps around all over the place.
0: That's true. Between
1: episodes. Yeah. You know, with no kind of con- continuity anyway. So it, it is kind of non-linear long, long anyway.
0: But So the thing is, now, uh, when you obviously if you go into the sort of comments sort of underneath, if you... Uh, Delve into the, the, the delve underworld. Into YouTube comments. Yes, let's go visit the trolls. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you look at. There, uh, there are kind of two strands to the comments, one of which is like, when is, when is Series 2 happening? Okay, well, look, let's just be upfront. Series 2 is never happening. That's never fucking happening.
1: I'm surprised Series
0: 1 happened. Yeah, I'm surprised Series 1 happened. Um, well, somebody,
1: somebody dumped a load of money into this.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, I've got some theories about that. One of which is um, uh, round right about the. I remember seeing a BBC thing. kind of, you know, they have a, se- a series called Klein of Click," which is always about kind of technology and computer stuff yeah. and new developments. Yeah, yeah. And at exactly the same time that this came out, there was a big push on from uh, YouTube because uh, they want. Uh, they were talking at the time on whether this is still their ambition. I don't know or not to become like a legitimate TV channel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And remember, in fact, you can see they've yeah. done lots of stuff since then. Like, you know, you can rent films on YouTube if you want, although it's not something I've ever done. Or you can, want, you know, there's that kind of... Obviously, with the bringing in a smart TVs, that kind of makes sense because, you know, it doesn't matter where your content comes from. So I'm actually wondering whether some YouTube money went into this. Yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense.
0: But I mean uh-huh. but if you, the other thing that's interesting about the series cuz again I went back and had a look at sort of where was that if you look at the first episode there's like 1.29 million views and like something like 180,000 subscribers to the channel. If you yeah. go to the last episode that figure drops down to around about 100,000.
1: Right. I guess yeah. A massive drop so off. what it
0: means is, is is that for for whatever reason, people are a lot of people are not making it through to the to the end. Okay, a hundred thousand people did. Now, if that was a TV show, that would get cancelled fairly quickly. And I honestly can't see unless there was money coming in from YouTube. I've got no evidence about this. How it was financially viable for Warner Brothers. I think. But right. is it. is this
1: a kind of content that doesn't the show that this yeah. kind of content is really bad? Because I mean, I think. Uh, here we go, this is going to be like old man talk yeah. Ooh, mm. my oh, bring Ooh. back Hessian we used to live in a shoebox in Millet Road yeah, um, Firefly let's have more of that <laughs> oh, donut. I was watching no, Firefly no, Fire no, 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 yeah, we,
0: we can't yeah. have the Firefly conversation anyway,
1: so yeah I mean we're kind of being trained or we're training ourselves to consume smaller and smaller pieces of content and it's like we're going to end up with generations who have an attention span of a fruit fly. Yeah. You know, and is that a healthy thing? I don't okay. think so. Well, I've
0: just realised that what I'm about to say next it could come out sounding all wrong, but I actually have to spend quite a lot of time with 17-year-olds right? because of my work. Yeah. And the one thing that I notice uh, about them is, is that they really don't watch television in the same way that no. we kind of grew up with that kind of idea of watching whole episodes. No, they, they
1: spend all their time on Twitch.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they, they kind of... I don't even know what Twitch is. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, really, oh, I'm your, too old oh, for stuff. Oh, you're st- old man. Oh, no, I work no, in no. media. Oh, Twitch
0: is the um, live gaming thing. Oh, right, OK, yeah, yeah no, yeah, is, you're absolutely right. It's massively right. huge, oh, okay. especially with the young people. With the young people. Um, um, the young uh, people uh, love is, the Twitch. Is, is that where they keep this um, shizzle-rizzle?
1: Don't no,
0: don't start.
1: No, don't start this. Anyway, so yeah, so Twitch is, um and it's huge. I'm down with you know, the kids. gaming, gaming stars, and yeah. people with gaming channels and stuff. Oh yeah, no, live, no. They, I mean, they are on YouTube, and and that's that's what seventeen, eighteen-year-olds kind of uh, are really into. Oh, that this is really this is really about. starting
0: to. Oh, what the young people are into. It's not like proper music when we were that had tunes and shit let's not go down that. but i tell you what is interesting though is okay so there could be a sense right and this is an interesting idea that actually yeah. the thing about h plus isn't that because I, I had always thought of oh, this is a thing that like arrived on the scene too early that actually brian's if brian singer had like held on to this idea for a couple of years amazon mm-hmm. prime and netflix would have been on the scene he would have taken it to netflix and netflix would have literally ripped his dick off in order to get it yeah because it's good it it, it, it fits right in with what they're doing right now um but in and therefore it was an idea that kind of happened sort of too soon it was distributed in the wrong way maybe it's just something that actually the curve still hasn't caught up with um, and maybe it's the I don't know. Maybe it's something that the young people will like in five years' time. They'll discover. I don't think so. No, maybe I don't not. Think so. No, maybe. No, I don't.
1: I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, I think it's. I think it was like a studio um, YouTube type experiment
0: yeah, that went um, horribly wrong, and they well, lost no, loads they just, and loads, loads pulled, of money on it. They just
1: worked out the. the, the the amount of money they ploughed into it, they probably will not going to get
0: back out. There's of a, it. There was an, ex, there's an executive Instantly. who used to work at Warner Brothers, who now sleeps under a freeway in a cardboard box because of this. Well, I think it's what
1: I think it's almost like straight to DVD. Yeah, because like it will sit there now and it will carry on. You know, we're talking about it. Yeah. At least three people now will go and watch it. Yeah.
0: No, but I do. Uh, people should watch it though, because it is worth yeah. watching. It's a really yeah, both, cool both series. Both of you should go and watch it. It is. It's genuinely worth watching. It is. Yeah. But it's also like really interesting because what it tells us about like where the industry is and what's happening. What's almost what's happening with sci-fi, and and a lot of the stuff that he did in H Plus, and this was what? Well, I can't remember two thousand this is 2011 2013 this is why we need to google shit um but it was like a little while back um a lot of the stuff that he was doing is like dead on trend for right now um i think this if he'd done this now it would have been such a huge series i genuinely believe that
1: yeah I, i mean i i would i like it but I would have liked to have seen it as uh, an American series.
0: I would like to have seen it with an American series with Hugh Laurie in it.
1: I oh, was I watching last night with Hugh Laurie in it? Something... The house was in something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always yeah. like it he when, played. like,
0: house turns up in something else. Like, that little... He is
1: always house now, though. That,
0: well, he is. I, even when... I can't see him I know, this, is, this is really going off topic, but he, I now... when Because he was originally in Blackhander, which is a, a UK kind of comedy show in which he plays, like, upper-class English twits. And even when he's playing upper-class English twits now, I just think it's house dressed up.
1: It is, and Jeeves and Worcester as well. I saw Jeeves and Worcester the other day, and it's like Stephen Fry in a house.
0: Yeah, yeah, because um, Jeeves and Worcester is sci-fi because... <laughs> Go because... on. Oh, okay. Um, we've
1: decided, because uh, I was I was like, should we call ourselves what we've called ourselves, or should we have another name, because I don't only want to talk about sci-fi. Wait, um, and we kind of came up with a thing that if we can justify that... It's sci-fi in some way by the most tenuous, like, string of, like, kind of thought,
0: then we can talk about right, it. Right, OK, I've got, I've got it, I've got it. OK, right, so in P.G. Woodhouse, there's a character called Spode. And Spode yeah. is, like, a black shirt proto-fascist. And mm. therefore... Mm. See what I mean? Wanky, <laughs> therefore, fuck. P.G. Woodhouse was creating a... Uni- it was prefiguring right, the Second World War, and therefore it's an alternate reality, therefore it's science fiction.
1: Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> yes. I didn't have a problem talking about it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, we no, we no. linked off something else. Yeah, 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 okay.
0: But good practice. Okay, I'll tell so. you know, what. Yeah, yeah, that was a tough one to kick <laughs> off with as well. I don't, I don't think I really nailed that. That's um, fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. As long as nobody Googles the actual timeline of when P.G. Woodhouse was writing that. <laughs>
1: You said you said like prototastic in the middle of it. So yeah, it I did.
0: It. Yeah, actually, which is a very big word for um, for a dyslexic to say out loud. Yeah, oh, but the other thing is, we are both various shades of uh, dyslexic, so sometimes uh, we're not going. We're going to uh, read words off the internet incorrectly in hilarious fashions.
1: Yeah, but we should have just called this podcast. Two middle-aged men reading Google badly.
0: Yeah, that would have been good. That, we yeah. should do that show anyway as a spin-off. <laughs> we, are, we are doing it. We, we are doing that show, but we should have a spin-off <laughs> well, We should show. do that. You're doing it right now. I'm or? doing it right now. Right, okay. Yeah. So I think we've covered H+, haven't we? Yeah, hey, yeah it's good. I, I, it's shiny. It's it sh- nice. It is it's amazing.
1: Short, and I, I w- It's online. It's free. It's
0: yeah, good. it's online. It's free. It's amazing. And I just wish that everybody who was into kind of good science fiction television. And the other thing to point out is it is good Brian Singer, not evil Brian Singer. It is House usual usual suspects, Brian Singer. Oh,
1: I haven't got, got the we, energy to go it into is X-Men discussions in the morning yeah. for Far me too to early.
0: Talk about just how much I hate what he did with X-Men, and yeah, everybody did it. Da, da, everybody that actually, did. we will t- well, let's talk about that in a different podcast and tie it up with something talking about other stuff. I mean, that's a conversation that I'm never going to get tired of having. But let's move on to something else that we love. And this is one that you introduced me to. Yeah. In fact, this is the one that um, that this is this podcast only really exists because of this show, because you because you're big on your podcasts, aren't you? Kind of.
1: Yeah.
0: And, yeah, yeah. You, and you're to-
1: I love my podcast. Yeah. Because I, um, I don't read because I'm dyslexic. I don't read. You do just theory. really, really slowly. Um, um so i've always i've always read comics and graphic novels um but i've always listened even from when i was really small to like radio 4 and spoken word um and that's kind of where i get my kind of information from i suppose of the world um so when podcasts came out i kind of they're, they're right on my street um I, i listen to a lot of um, comedians interviewing other comedians. So, Mark Maron, WTF. Um, yeah, yeah that's Richard all good Herons, stuff. Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Yeah. Um, Adam Buxton, stuff like that. Um, One oh, I really like at the moment is Robin Ince. Um, book Shambles, even though I don't read a lot of books... I love listening to the book shambles.
0: Which actually brings us to um, a definite science fiction podcast. Not people talking about science fiction like we are, but actual, genuine science fiction. Welcome to Night Vale. And so you have to introduce is, this one. Um, welcome to
1: Night
0: Vale. Uh, just hold on a second. I just need to explain something. If you hear a, like, a watery kind of trinkling sound, it's not me pissing into a bottle. It's we're both massive tea drinkers. I'm just pouring some more old grey Isn't it- from my posh teapot. There you go. Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, see that's that's another like the that, that kind of geeks we are. I'm just a geek t shirts Even like, evening yeah, yeah, tea. Yeah. I and that, I'm that, just totally that, myself to- some old grey. Yeah, um, no, well, I'm t- and I'm know, totally not I, drinking I, I Old Gert
0: Grey as some kind of like Captain Picard reference. <laughs> I'm drinking yeah. it because i like it.
1: <laughs> no, it was, the, it yeah, was the, the Freudian slip. Yeah, Night Vale. No, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, Night Vale is. Um, so I, I've been consuming probably 15 hours of podcasts a week um, of just comedians talking to other m- comedians, or talking to each other, basically, because it's a. Massive circle jerk. Of comedians uh, is that the kind of like? All right, on I'm podcasts? on uh,
0: Richard Herring's podcast talking to Robin Ince, and then you listen to Robin Ince interviewing Richard Herring, and then they both appear on Book Shambles yeah. with Scribius yeah, yeah, Pip. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly, exactly. So I, I was a bit inundated with the same people talking to the same people and getting the same conversation told slightly differently on I think it's all good different stuff. days, but. Still being entertained, I thought I need something different. I need something that's more like a radio play. So Night Vale is—I um, I looked for something that was a bit more of a radio play and found Welcome to the Night Vale, which is 30-minute um, episodes. The premise is it's a small North American town um, cut off pretty much from anywhere else, um, and it's got a radio station and. It, it's everything on the podcast is the guy from the radio station kind of doing public announcements and stuff and so it's spoken word but it's really odd it's kind of kind of david lynchy kind of twin peaks mm. surreal well I, I made you listen to it. what what did you think and how would you describe well, it well
0: i mean like okay so what did i think well Well, we've had this conversation before we started recording, and if you remember rightly, the way I described it was as like David Lynch Twin Peaks, you (laughs) fucker. (laughs) You're stealing my material. (laughs) How else could you describe it, though? (laughs) okay no it is it is like it is precisely like that if you can imagine um that um that twin peaks the in the tv series that they had a radio station but the but somehow it was kind of like also kind of like this hp lovecraft kind of like horror kind of element to it um and um so you've all got this kind of like uh like portals into other worlds and secret police and weird people and all of that kind of thing. You can imagine a community radio station acting as though all of that stuff was normal and mundane rather than being weird and freaky. Um, then it, it, that's what the show is, and it's dead simple. It's just like one guy in his voice, um, and he just talks about what's happening in Night Vale, and it's a different thing each episode. So and oh, it's I'm like re- there's, um, it's beautifully there's recurring done.
1: Recurring characters,
0: yeah, like the man in the tan uh-huh. jacket and JC. Um, the yeah, oh yeah, the. Um, the woman without a face who lives in your house. <laughs> the hooded
1: figures that oh. hang around the skate park.
0: Yeah, yeah, the hooded figures. And then there's all that stuff about, like, the uh, the uh, the dog park that no one's allowed yeah, to go that's to. That's the
1: first episode. It's uh, about...
0: Yeah, yeah. And also the, uh, the, the scout badges, the different kind of scouts, you can become, like, an eternal scout and a blood scout, and there's all these different sort of and badges. And there's, like,
1: three tiers of of like police or you've got like the police, the secret police and the government officials.
0: Yeah. So it's all like really, really bizarre. And the guy's got like this incredible voice. I mean, it is really remarkable. And I think a lot of what makes it work is, is just sort of like the, what the way that that happens, just that kind of whole voice thing. But it has got a kind of like, it's like a sci-fi kind of horror element to it. But, but also this kind of like, you know, apple pie and ice cream, normal American suburbia thing going on. It's the
1: it's the fact that he's he's talking about incredibly surreal, unreal things in a in a very yeah. matter of fact, normal way.
0: Yeah, so it's basically if David Lynch made a radio show, this would be the radio show that he yeah. would make. That's the point yeah, I was trying to but make. But he didn't. Earlier. Yeah, yeah, the point yeah, yeah. That you stole from me. <laughs> But it's got that, but it has got that Twin Peaks blue velvet early David Lynch thing. It's very um, good. It's, uh, I, I found yeah. it
1: entertaining. I, I listened to it. Uh, it's one of those things I picked up and then binged on really badly for about a week. And listened to listened to. Yeah, loads yeah I did the same thing. And then it kind of lost its shine for me. Was,
0: so well, there's the but for me because you know we were talking about how like with H plus like it's the five minutes episodes with the cliffhanger and that gets uh-huh. a bit tiring and all of that kind of thing. The same thing with Welcome to Night Vale. I love it, but I love it in short doses. I binged on it as well, and you start to see this because there isn't where it's different from a lot of kind of drama, like you know, even like Twin Peaks or Blue Velvet or something like that, which are obviously films rather than radio. um, It doesn't have a narrative arc, although there are kind of storylines or recurring ideas that thread through it. It's not a story with a beginning, middle, and an end. Now that makes loads of sense if. Like what you want to do is have this like thing that can go out like a I don't know how, how often does it go out once a month? A couple of times sure, a month. Basically. Yeah, I'm not sure what the frequency is on that podcast, but they've got a lot of them out there now. If you want that just to keep going and like just explore all these weird ideas, that's the way to do. I still, it. I still listen but because to it, it doesn't I'll, have I'll a narrative.
1: So like for those times that I've just had too much of people talking, I'll, I'll, flick, I'll flick It's on. like
0: an ear sore. Yeah,
1: it's like an amouche boosh
0: an amush yeah. boot. Spell that for uh, me, Jules. T H A T. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yes. okay, right. Um, no, no, that's, that was a good reference. An amush yeah. boot. Yeah, it is, though. It is like, it just kind of clears the. But it is really good science yeah. fiction. Uh, really well done. And it's got a massive following Huge. in America. I mean, they, yeah, it.
1: they take it out live now as a live show.
0: Yeah, they do, yeah, they do live shows. You can obviously buy novel. merchandise.
1: As well. Welcome to Night Show. Oh, all right. Yeah. Novel. Okay.
0: And they've been on some of those like big fancy American chat shows that they have, where people sit on sofas next to a desk, spinning a pen. Do that and spinning with a pen. All with the a yeah, a or, yeah. Or, water in it. Oh yeah, with a band on the other side of the stage. I don't know who and came an up with that format. It, it it's Fucking weird. Lectern,
1: like you. Welcome yeah. to the Night Show. And they're there all the time, and they butt in and talk about stuff.
0: yeah Yeah. that thing yeah yeah one of one of those i don't know which one they did but you know you know like you know sparky's chat show or whatever it is buff buff somebody i know that's not real people but you know i don't care enough to have remembered any of the names but they've been on those Uh kind of shows um where so that's that's quite a big deal i think in america so they're they're they're, they've got they are becoming quite a big thing and Rightly so, it's a really good show. It is definitely worth a listen. And if you haven't got into podcast, well, you might actually. That was a. I, that's the most ridiculous yeah, thing I've ever said podcasts, in my day. If you, won't if you're, this, yeah, so if you're not into podcasts, you might as well just eat some I, I, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if psychically <laughs> that you managed to tune into this podcast before before uh, discovering the existence of podcasts, sorry, that was just the dumbest Brilliant. thing ever. I love it. Um, yeah. As you're into podcasts already, because you're listening to this, definitely, like, welcome to Night Vale. That, again, this is well worth sort of getting into. It. And I think, now that we're two in, I think th- those two, I think, says says a lot about the kind of show that we're trying to do here because in both cases, it's things that we've st- discovered, things that are kind of science fiction-y, um, things that are brilliant that people should know about that we yeah. love. Yeah. Um, which neatly, I, I'd like to kind of move on. Have you got anything more you want to say? I think we should move on. That, but, um. Okay, right. So I want to move on. <laughs> okay, uh, to fuck you. You're right. Are uh, you which strike? is uh, no, 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 no. Um, I'll I'll shorten it down, but it's spelt um f u c k k y o u u fuck you by Eddie Alcazar. And the soundtracks by um, DJ Flying Lotus. Uh, I won't do that again. (laughs) You
1: know it is free right now. Backman, turn it over. Yeah,
0: yeah, right. Next on NVSF Flying Lotus and his hip sounds. No, I won't do any of that. Right, okay, so what it is, it is a. um, Okay, I apologize. There's going to be a lot of this. It is a short science fiction film in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, I love it. Right, it's like really short. It's uh, I found it through a site called um, Short of the Week, which shows different kind of short films, and it's in the experimental section, which is where I tend to cruise through it's really the experimental good site. section. Really i spent a lot. Of it time is a on really good section. <laughs> Since yeah. <laughs>
1: this, but not watching this. Yeah, watching but there's was a lot of good stuff. stuff on there. It's something yeah, I'm going yeah. to talk about uh, next week from that site, which just blew me away. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, well, so there's what it is. There's loads of uh, filmmakers out there making these like little five, six, ten, fifteen-minute short films, like science fiction or experimental stuff, and they're just producing incredible stuff that you would never see unless you happen to be, I don't know the Milan Film Festival, sitting in, where they tend to specialize in short films, which I know we've uh-huh. both done that, but I mean, you just wouldn't see, you wouldn't kind of like stumble across this unless you were specifically looking for these kind of films. And it's an amazing film, so beautifully shot, really interesting. Again, really massively high production values. The soundtrack is epic. Okay, so how do, we, how do I describe this? Well, you this make well? me okay. watch this,
1: so do, let, let me um, do my description yeah. to you.
0: Are Um, you going to steal my material again? I can feel it. Your second David Lynch
1: quote of the day. Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I like David Lynch. Yeah, it's
1: obvious.
0: (laughs) I do. um, I do all of his stuff. It
1: reminded me of um, there's a band called the Aphex Twins, and I can't remember the guy. I should have done some more research on this. There's a guy who used to do all their videos, like "Come to Danny Window Liquor." It's it's got that feel about it kind of grainy horror, just insanity. Um and the guy that does all the music for it, um, Flying Lotus, I've known about for a couple of years, he's does experimental hip hop, basically, it's psychedelic hip hop and mm-hmm. experimental hip hop, and he's a very cool guy. So from the music side, I, I enjoyed it. I'm glad it was short, but I I, I did enjoy it.
0: It is pretty yeah, intense. Very. Um okay I mean actually it would help if I kind of described the content is uh, you've got a kind of misshapen sort of like alien who has a a touch of the John Merricks <laughs> about him. He has a touch of the elephant <laughs> man about him. <laughs>
1: a touch of the John Merricks
0: about him. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm trying to paint a visual picture here, you know. Sorry. <laughs> He does though. He's got. He's a bit. He's a bit knobbly in the facial department, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you have got this, like, kind of alien. He bangs up some kind of, you know, weird sort of digital drug, and then. Okay. Oh okay. The best way <laughs> me to describe it is. <laughs> if David.
1: <laughs>
0: go yeah. Go on. Okay. 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 No, no. 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 I've been building up to this. I've been saving this no. for the whole show. Right. If. David Lynch's The Elephant yes. Man, right, had a girl on girl wank yeah. fantasy in the style of David Lynch's yeah. The Elephant Man. It would be yeah, this it film. That's quite a good description. It, it would be. It, no, it <laughs> totally is because it kind of goes from him, him staggering around in the nip yeah. to kind of weird floaty girl on girl action. And then it f- goes back to him, and then he has a really, really painful nap. <laughs> Quote and stick it on the poster <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh what 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 a quote for the for their festival yeah, poster yeah. oh yeah um the uh so, an alien with a touch of the of the John merricks about him has a girl long girl wank fantasy and then has a painful <laughs> nap. <laughs>
1: I think, I think that's all oh, we should okay. say about that, because I think people will probably go and watch it
0: now. It is a great film, and obviously we'll link out to it it's you can find it either good. on Facebook it, or... And if you want, again, if like you're listening to us it's, on ACAS. It's Acast, a really great bit of cinema. It, it is genuinely worth watching, especially if you're like... I was going to say Artie Wank, and I'm, I meant Artie Wank in the, you know, it's Artie rather than, oh, you Talking know. of
1: hip-hop and music is... um, <laughs> I had one of those weird life experiences this week. You know when... Loads of things from your life all connect. No, uh, yeah, kind yeah. So, all right. Uh, easiest way to start is I wanted the mus- I wanted to listen to the music from the TV series Spaced. For some reason, yeah. I, I'm a music producer. I re- remix um, songs and refix songs with a with another guy in the states, um, and. So I listen to, I consume a lot of music to for inspiration, and one of the things that I yep. thought is I wanted to listen to uh, the the soundtrack to Spaced because it's quite interesting and big beat, and very cool.
0: Yeah, we shouldn't need to introduce space to people, no. but I mean, like Simon Pegg, Nick Frost. Um, yeah, yeah, first TV yeah. series that they did in the UK, really amazing, load of film and sci-fi yeah. references it, even a comic shop, he works lin- in a comic shop, so this it. works, this isn't easy. There'll be a
1: Linky on the A-Cast and you can, if you would never heard of Spaced. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the soundtrack is really interesting, and most of it is by a guy called Fuzz, Fuzz Townshend. Um,
0: Say Fuzz that again? Fuzz Townshend. Townshend.
1: Yeah. If... yeah. Oh, yeah, no, okay, yes, I've right. got Fuzz it. Fuzz Townshend.
0: Um, okay.
1: It was very cool and did loads of great big beat stuff in the um, late 90s. So I uh, listened to a load of it and then I thought, oh, this guy's got an interesting name. So I'll Google this out, Googled it out. And it turned out that he was the drummer from Pop Will Eat Itself, which was like one of my favorite bands when I was um teenager. And then what else is he done? Let's let me just get his thing up.
0: Yeah, let's do the yeah, Google yeah. thing. What else so he has he was, done? He was,
1: he, was, he was a drummer with Pop Will Eat Itself. He was also a drummer with The Wonder Stuff. He's at the moment in the recording
0: studio with The Beat. Hold on, we've talked about him before, off mic. My... Yeah. Is this the guy who restores classic yeah, cars? Yeah,
1: he's a TV presenter as well. He does car SOS and something else for Acclaimed Car, something on Discovery.
0: Which is science fiction because... Because
1: he did the soundtrack for space. Oh okay, good,
0: right? Okay, yeah, oh, that sorry, works for me.
1: Yeah, sorry, because of his polymorphic um, genderization of the oh, fuck uh, off. some count from the 13th century. No, um, yeah, he did the soundtrack for Space, so <laughs> 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 yeah, it, and that's got the word
0: space it's in got the it. Word
1: space in it, which like yeah. most of sci-fi stuff's set in. So there.
0: And his name's Fuzz, so he's definitely science yeah. fiction.
1: and he is. And yeah, he okay, then. And he's just a really interesting guy. And you should go and listen to some Fuzz Townshed music. I will Oh, i tell you what else That's is, nice, I... also the drummer in Bentley Rhythm Ace. Yeah, the Bentley Rhythm Ace, and... a really big, big, big band from the 90s.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. groovy. No, that all sounds like really good. Okay, right. Okay, so uh, what have we done so far? We have done H+, we've done Welcome to Night Vale, we've done Fuck You uh. by Eddie Alcazar and Flying Lotus, and we quick chat about Fuzz Townshend, who did the music for Space, who's really cool, who also restores classic cars, which is a cool thing as well. Um. Rather than introducing something else, let's uh, let's kind of close off the show. Yeah, having a quick conversation about something that we've talked about a lot. Um, which actually, actually, m- most of the stuff that we've talked about today, it's all been American, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, H+, yeah, that's American. Welcome it to it Night Vale, that's American. F- I think Fuck You is American. So. Yeah, it is, because Fly uh, is what from What about Cali. Fuzz Townshend? Yeah. Fuzz is very English. From, he's from the Midlands. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course he is. He restores yeah. classic cars in a yeah, shed, exactly. and he's named Shend. Yeah. No, so but he's not... He, yeah, OK. So the conversation I want to have with you, and on it's one i said we've had before, is the difference between British and American science fiction. Yes, I mean, yeah, because I think. No, 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 go on. You you were going to throw in something interesting there. I
1: think sci-fi is a dirty word in the UK at the moment, and I think it has been for a few years. Um, I think Americans are quite happy to call their space stories and futuristic stories sci-fi. But I think the English, just call it drama. So kind of modern... Modern British sci-fi, I'd class as stuff like, um, humans, utopia. both uh, brilliant. Anything Charlie Brooker's has done recently. So all the Black Mirror stuff.
0: Yeah. Um...
1: Doctor Who's still classed as sci-fi, I think, is
0: safe. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's obviously the big one for us, is, like, our big, our big sci-fi ex, uh, export is, is Doctor Who. But, I mean, if you think about even that, like, was originally kind of a kid's show rather than sort of, like, somebody deciding they were going to make, like, sort of hardcore science, science fiction. But I suppose that, that's a different conversation because that's about what, you know, science fiction, I guess, was seen as a kid's thing up until 80s, mm. 90s. Am I talk- I'm just wondering if I'm talking out of No, my you're ass right. In
1: I TV probably, yeah. and TV. Yeah. sci fi was something I you either read in books like Ray Ray Bradbury and Douglas Adams and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah,
0: Robert Henlon. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All that kind of good stuff. Isaac Asimov. But, um, okay, so. So, yeah, okay, I so see what you mean. I've got a slightly different take on it because my take is that it's to do with. Um, is that quite often um, with American science fiction? There is a need for the central character to be heroic and marvelous. So they have they either have superpowers that allow them to do such mm-hmm. and such, or they um, or they find themselves in space, like where the human is the person, even though they're in a disadvantage, like the whole kind of Flash yeah. Gordon scenario or versions of where you've got. Like you know, the the like top football player turns up in like some kind of space thing, and merely by being human, somehow possesses things that the aliens don't, and helps win the day and all, all that kind what of heroic was that stuff. Reference?
1: I want to see the, where the footballer does what.
0: That's Flash Gordon. Is he a footballer? Like, yeah, he's a he's a quarterback. Oh, American, whatever football. one of those oh, is. Well,
1: I, 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 English. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry. That's, that's fine. fine. That's
0: fine. Yeah, I, I was, I was trying, I was trying to, you know, um, use American references.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, this sci-fi but, but. is an American invention, I'd say as well. The? I think really? I mean, come from American literature. I'm not. I a... mean, the f- f- yeah, yeah, I suppose so. yeah TV yeah, I suppose definitely, because so. it's it's come from that whole '50s yeah, yeah. sci-fi, The Blob, you know, style. You okay. Know, okay yeah, Man. I'm. I'm
0: not gonna. Yeah. Okay. Well. I'm there, But I'm okay. This is where my true film anorak thing comes out because obviously I can go back to like, uh, ealing like is it an ealing or a gainsborough film like British filmmaking things like the man in the white suit,
1: right with Alec yeah. Guinness,
0: right. So so it's do you know what I mean? Is but I know what you're saying. But I think that there's a, spe, a specific kind of like American kind of drama where they need their protagonists, their heroes, to be heroic. And I think if you've got – even with Doctor Who, in fact, if you if you look at British science fiction, quite often the central character is, like, a fart about or a fuck-up or a misfit. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking about things like Red Dwarf or um, even, like, if you look at Spaced, that's the kind of same thing. If you – you know, like, you've got two kind of, like, sort of dweebs – Kind of, in, it's, it's in that, always um,
1: remarkable things happening to very normal people.
0: Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is a perfect example. You've got like, a, like a guy who works in a local radio station who gets abducted in his pajamas and dressing gown, and then he's just called a monkey everywhere he goes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like that. That is really British but that does science that fiction. To the Arthur Dent in all of us, though. Exactly, and I, it. it's
1: like that's the first thing. I mean. Of the very few books I've actually forced myself to like sit down and read through, I've read every yeah. single Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and pretty much everything Douglas Adams has ever written. He's a genius. But it screamed out to me, you know, it, I was Arthur Dent.
0: I mean, no, Hitchhiker's is amazing, but I think, and I'm hoping um, that listeners to the show will contradict me and come back and say oh no there's this example and this example which kind of disproves what you're saying but i do think that that's one of the reasons we've never had a really successful british superhero series mm. because we just don't do that when on the on the very few times that we've made like superhero stuff it's generally taking the piss out yeah, of it yeah. Yeah. So you think like no heroics yeah. um Anything like that that we've done, like that, it's like always kind of like a. It's more of a parody of rather than a kind of making a legitimate superhero. And if you, even if you think about Doctor Who, you could say, okay, um, Doctor Who can regenerate and da da da, but he's not a superhero as such. Oh, gosh, is. Is he kind of is. You see. But he's a fuck-up as yeah, well. Yeah, but i cause more
1: as well. I mean, there's no...
0: That's, that's, yeah, I suppose that's so. That's the dichotomy
1: so. of, like, you know, the hero and then, the, you know, dark, twisted backgrounds.
0: But I do think that, that that's... For me, that there is a this big difference, really, between the kind of... the two kinds. And the thing is, I love both kinds. Yeah? yeah? But it, I, I do kind of feel, and this is going to sound... I don't mean to offend anybody by this, oh, but I'm probably going to. That's usually
1: the thing people say just before they offend a load of people. Just
0: before <clears> they're <throat> really, really offensive. I kind of feel like a lot of American science fiction, with some uh, exceptions, is a bit like, you know when you really fancy a burger? Yeah. And you go and you just like, you just nosh down on it and it's kind of greasy and mm, and really satisfying in that yep. kind of way. But I kind of think that British science fiction quite often is more like, oh, we're going to go out for a nice meal.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Like that, it's more literary and more efforts put into that side of it. Whereas with the thing, it's more about, oh, what condiments can we put on it? You know, with well, the American science fiction is kind of like real kind of mass market, fast kind of CGI, heroic, uh-huh. all of that kind of like stuff. And I know that there are exceptions on that side, and we'll probably end up talking about some of them in it, like coming. Well, I think job. I think there's a certain but
1: style, and it, it makes sense because my girlfriend's Latvian hasn't grown up with kind of American TV or British TV. Can't stand American um, kind of comic book adaptations on television or film because she yeah. mainly she likes the story, but can't stand the style of acting and there is a certain <laughs> like transference from graphic novel to screen that the Americans do like yeah. I d- d- just binge watched the whole of Jessica Jones season 1 absolutely I loved Jessica adored Jones it. adored the original comics and graphic novels Alias one of my favourite characters the kind of characters that I gravitate to when I read comics is the kind of Trench coated, like kind of, you know, anti hero rather than the hero. So, you know, Constantine, her uh,
0: love Constantine yeah. as well. G- That's a different it, conversation.
1: Um, Rorschach, they're all my favorite characters. That's the kind of people mm-hmm. I go for. Um, but she can't get over the style of acting, the, those kind of things. But she'll watch the British sci fi, so she absolutely loves humans. And all the black mirror stuff and that, so i think there's a, i think there's a there's a level of uh, intelligence given to the to the watcher or you know
0: that 's really interesting because like my wife is the same but for different reasons i mean she tolerates the fact that I watch ridiculous amounts of american science fiction mm-hmm. uh you know but but she kind of you know does other stuff whilst that's going on but if we're watching kind of like a british thing she she does engage with it a lot more and i think what you said at the beginning about the emphasis being more towards creating great drama in that sort of tradition of british drama mm-hmm. as opposed to creating this kind of like almost like a graphic novel turned into a tv thing Right is one of the reasons that that stuff is maybe more accessible to like a wider kind of audience. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's, it's, it's in, another interesting thing is I wonder if that's why they've um, made Stanley's Lucky Man com- a completely British oh, production, that, yeah. which is absolutely outstanding. It's incredible.
0: Yeah, I mean, I really, really want to see that. I haven't seen any of that yet. That's on my list of things to watch. And I tell you what, I do want to do, and I don't want to do it right now because we are coming up to about an hour, so we should stop winding the show right? up in a second.
1: So we're coming up to quarter past three, and here comes your travel news. Oh yeah, I know, I know, I know.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Well, I did. I used to work in radio. It's like, I, I, you know, I, I, my, you know, my inner DJ, um, like not old school DJ. I mean, like radio presenter kind of thing kicked in there for a second. Um, but what I would let's in, let's like pencil in for a future podcast because I would like to talk about this in particular. Is I would like to in a future podcast talk about um, what's happening with Amazon Prime and Netflix commissioning and making programs yep. because although they're taking sort of like stuff from other things, it I think it'd be a really like in talks of new voices in science fiction. I think the influence that Netflix and Amazon Prime are having um, is a new voice in a sense, like a new commissioning voice. And I think that that would be, I think actually that's a podcast in and of itself. So, should we pencil, do you fancy penciling yeah, yeah, that in yeah, for some point that. in the future? I mean, the way so, that we like, if you, if you, our science fiction
1: and our content generally, I think is quite interesting.
0: Yeah, I think that would be a really interesting conversation for us to have. And that we'll be able to bring in loads of interesting stuff through that because, I mean, I know that we both kind of. Uh, a, we kind of uh, watch sort of different distributors, um, but I think we'll be able to do sort of interesting stuff on that. Well, I think as a first show, this has been all right. Yeah, I've had a good time. Yeah, and I mean, I I always enjoy when we talk about this stuff anyway. But I I think uh, we've talked about H Plus, which is brilliant. Go and watch that on YouTube. Welcome to Night Vale. <laughs> Uh, with the podcast, which you can find on iTunes or yeah, I think it's just on iTunes or other podcasting, or find their website. Uh, Fuck you by Eddie Alzar and Flying Lotus, Fuzz Townshend, all good stuff. Um, as I said, um, uh, in a second, I'll explain how to hook into our social networking, how to communicate with us, and um, uh, talk to us, talk to us about what we're doing, talk to us about what you'd like, like to. See in future shows. I think we'll wrap this one up here. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye. Okay, well look, thanks for listening to the show. And now just gonna give go through how you can communicate with us or how you can keep up with uh, what we're doing in the show. So there's a couple of ways of doing that. First thing is, is we have got a Facebook page um, and you can come and like and become part of the Facebook community there. Um, On that page, you'll find links out to anything that we've discussed in uh, an episode of the show. But also if you've got anything you think we should know about, uh, if you've found any interesting things... Either an interesting Kickstarter campaign, or some kind of little novelist who's doing interesting things, or somebody who's making amazing web comics. Just let us know, and we'll uh, we'll have a look at it. Um, another way you can communicate with us is on Twitter, which is uh, at nvsfpod, spelled P-O-D. And uh, just come join in again. We uh, tweet out all of the links to anything we've discussed in the show, plus any other odd little bits and pieces we come across. So that's worth being part of, and also you can communicate with us via that. A couple more things. Um, obviously, we're distributed by ACAST, who are a wonderful company and they have their own app. Um, which you can put on your phone. Now, the advantage of putting that app on your phone is it means that you get all the um, photos and links out as the show is actually being played as we discuss the various bits. However, you can also um, get us via iTunes, and um, we'd really appreciate it if you subscribed um, via one of those services, because obviously subscriptions are good for the show. And then finally, if you've um, if you like the show, it'd be absolutely fantastic if you could stick a positive comment onto iTunes, because again, that helps us bring in more listeners, which means more people out there finding great stuff for us to talk about in the show. Um. So there you are. Loads of different ways you can stay in touch with the show. Uh, Thank you for listening to the first episode and we'll see you again on the next show.